Hey everybody, hey, it's Danny. Hey guys, it's Drea, and we're back for another episode of Spin the Bottle. The place where we come to be better at adulting in the present, while also silently wishing that someone drop us off in 1997. Truly, it was a better time. You're crazy. Recently, we had a conversation with our friend Damaris about body image and beauty, and she had a really amazing take on all of it. Um, a lot of great insights, her experiences, and her her journey was very inspiring, um, really touching, and I'm so glad she was able to share her views with us. So you'll be hearing a little bit of that throughout the show as we discuss what it means to be beautiful what it means to love yourself, and how we can accept who we are and what we look like. It's super exciting, you guys. Here in Gloria's basement, we have a trifecta of black girl magic. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. let's give ourselves a round of applause. Sexual chocolate, ladies and gentlemen. Sexual chocolate. <laughs> Truly, Randy Watson was ahead of his time. Not only did the man give us sexual chocolate and a slew of lifelong quotables, but he also reminded us that the greatest love of all is inside each and every one of us. Because the greatest. (laughs) So, ladies, how's this going for you? I would say that it's a work in progress. Nevertheless, I persist. (laughs) And I'm going to be much more comfortable in my skin. Much more than I have in the days past. There is something about feeling like a natural woman, isn't there? Hmm. It's kind of like a word. An adjective of sorts. An adjective? Drea? Are you sure? (laughs) Do you have something for me? I got you, son. (laughs) Our word of the day is resplendent, meaning dazzling, splendiferous, glorious, Mm. or lovely. Mm. I just needed a different sound there. Love, okay, love. Levels. <laughs> levels. Levels. I needed levels to this. The adjective resplendent comes from a Latin word that means to shine brightly shine like brightly. a diamond. Shine bright there like a go. diamond. <laughs> In other words, don't let them dull your shine. Shine bright like a diamond. You are designed to be resplendent. And anyone who doesn't get this is playing themselves. That's you a power yourself. statement right there. <laughs> Powerful. As you guys all know, Drea and I love to take certain issues to the streets. That's right. So in this segment, you're going to hear from some of our honorary correspondents, and they're going to tell you what they think beauty looks like on the inside and the outside. Yeah, this is going to be good. What physical attribute do you find most beautiful about women? I feel like women are beautiful. So whether you have a curvy body or not, or you have big blue eyes or crooked teeth. It doesn't matter to me. I think women are beautiful. It's difficult for me. I love them all. So it doesn't (laughs) matter. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter if you have short hair, if you're skinny, if you're thick, if you're fat. It depends on if there was anything that attracted me. I think they're curves, hips, Mm -hmm. but I don't know, their figure, I guess. There's their, I don't know, shape. A smile. I think the smile is perfect. I think the eyes. I like a, a, a nice walk as far as in like like a confident walk. I don't think that there's 
a feature that is beautiful for women. I think it's different for every single woman. That's the beauty of being a woman. The beauty of being a woman is that everybody has different qualities that are tangible that are stunning. What would you say are the most attractive intangible things about a woman? For me, the most beautiful intangible thing on anybody is kindness, thoughtfulness, selflessness. When somebody has the opportunity um, to look beyond themselves or when they're faced with the choice to to choose someone else or to choose even something that I maybe would have never thought to do that is probably the most beautiful thing to me I like strong women I like people who can check me when I get out of hand I'm not scared of that Uh, I like a woman who is uh, independent knows that she doesn't need me but still wants me around Someone who can hold a conversation with me, someone that can stimulate me, someone um, where I can come home from work or even if I, if we go out to dinner, we can have a conversation just about anything. I think with, and women have an instinct to know things that men don't know, so they have like a natural instinct or like a gut thing that we have. I guess our ability to see the flowers, like things in color, whereas bland men, I think are more black and white. I like a lady to be very smart. I like her to be very funny. I also like her to be outspoken. Perseverance. I think there's nothing more beautiful to me than than a woman that can persevere. But kindness, I think those go hand in hand. A woman who is humble but uh, but confident is, is like a real treasure. Okay, guys, what do you think? What tangible qualities do you find most beautiful in a woman? And what intangible qualities do you find most beautiful? We want to know what you think, so shoot us an email at ddspinthebottle at gmail.com and we will share your feedback on the show. After all, variety is the spice of life. All right, guys, it's time to spin the bottle. Here are our categories for the week. Currently crushing, because we think it's really important that you guys are kept abreast of what we currently like. (laughs) I feel away because we have thoughts about people and their shenanigans. Black cinema. Because respect must be paid to the creative genius that aboundeth in this genre. Aboundeth. Aboundeth. You better go, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Unsolicited relationship advice. Not that we asked or that you asked or whatever, but somebody gave us good advice. You know, it's cool. Say what? Random sound bites that had us double checking to make sure we actually heard it correctly. And enough already. Like enough. You had a good run, but it's time that you retire permanently. Okay, let's spin it. Say what? Okay, this is actually perfect because I was really hoping that this came up do you want me to go first or do you want to go first no i just feel like we should just all talk about the same thing Mm. okay because i I just feel like it cannot be unsaid it It cannot be be unsaid it cannot be unsaid and we cannot go without saying something about it Mm. so i before we go into it i want to be because we care about facts I want to read the actual quote okay okay come on quote the actual tomfoolery tomfoolery that came out of Ben Carson's mouth. Tomfoolery. Let's Tom let's let's do this. Okay. That's what America is about. A land of dreams and opportunity. There were other immigrants <laughs> who came here in the bottom of slave ships, worked even longer, even harder for less. 
but they too had a dream that one day their sons, daughters, grandsons, granddaughters, blah, 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 might pursue prosperity and happiness in this land. Oh, that is the most ridiculous with alternative stupidity. facts. <laughs> Are you dumb? Oh, <laughs> this is proof is that you can just... be a neurosurgeon and also I an have... idiot at the very same time. Listen, mm. I saw that Who? exact tweet okay. like a three hundred times. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's pretty. It's like immigrants. Very accurate. Do yeah. you know? Let's let's look up the the definition of an immigrant. Let's no, he. That. You know what you should do? Just go to his. Um, Cause, Twitter, because he tweeted that out. Cause that's <laughs> because that legitimate. was gonna help. Because that was gonna help. So okay. just, just let's just quote Ben Carson again. You know, because he's so <laughs> brilliant. You know, it's so funny too. I was I was semi defending him to somebody else like last week. Why about? Well, more along the lines that oh, he's an amazing surgeon. I read his book. Um, he is an amazing surgeon. Gifted, what a gifted, gifted hands. hands. Yeah. I read his book. We when all I was did. younger. <laughs> you know, you were inspired by him, and 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 then what? And then this. And then this. <laughs> it's very depressing. It's so really, it's like the fall of a like dictionary.com <laughs> says we'll a person who migrates to another country usually for permanent residence. Mm-hmm. Is that what he's using to back up his claim? Because reading this definition implies that the migration was voluntary. Mm-hmm. So that's what that implies. Coming over as a slave is very life. different than being an immigrant with with um, rose goggles for the American dream. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, I want to go and make a better life for myself. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm, not, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Also, when you say worked for less, they worked for nothing. nothing. There was, it, it wasn't for, for less. For years. They, they worked, worked for, for lashing. Nothing no, for centuries. Se- yeah. I was going to say, decades. <laughs> centuries. Decades. <laughs> Forever, it felt it's like generations gener- of time. Appalling. They came in the bottom of his, boats. His ancestors. His ancestors. They were shackled at the bottom of boats. Most of them, a lot of them, died on the journey. A like, are you kidding died. me? I'm just. They didn't tell you. This is. Listen. Ben <sighs> Carson is a fool. And when things like this happen, I always have to. Th- I'm like, who? Who is your? Who are you related to? Who's? Your, where's your wife? Mm. Like, where is she? Did she not see the script beforehand? Like, that's supposed to be your homie. He's definitely not married to a Beth. (laughs) Where is your where is your wife to, like, let you know this was incorrect? Mm -hmm. Are you married to Kellyanne Conway? Oh, no. Or some derivative. That would make sense. No, that's 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 the only way it could make sense that any woman in your life. Let this quote slide. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, let this go through like, oh, yes. Because mm. it's not inspirational, it's ridiculous, and it's it's so offensive. <laughs> it's so it's offensive. Just, really offensive. I love that you said he's not married to a Beth, because you know that's my character right that now. That is my girl. Yeah, <laughs> like I want to be her friend. Definitely not this. And Beth is the this is us character. Who's oh, I know all about now. it. Like, look mm-hmm. here. Um, she as would for get me in my house. As for me in my house, she wouldn't let him go out. We there know like what that. slaves are. Oh my god, she wouldn't let him go out there like that. Like. She'd be like, mm 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 Nope, nope. Let's sit, let's sit right back Anyway. So yeah, that's, that's like our a, say what. That's a very big say what. It just is impossible to think about anything else that's more shocking no. right now. No. no. There's nothing else that can trump that. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, See what I did there? Look, wait a Look at you. <laughs> you are witty. <laughs> <laughs>
always loved natural beauty and seeing the beauty in all women. I'm not sure where I learned that, but I've always believed that women are beautiful in a number of ways. So for us to be talking about body image, beauty, a little bit of self-esteem, a little bit of self-love, I think that's an incredibly important conversation to have. And I'm glad we're talking about it today. Me too, Dre. (laughs) I honestly think that this is such an important topic because it's such a big part of the walk and the journey that we all take as women you know we are supposed to be beautiful um and that looks like a lot of different things for a lot of different people but i'm definitely on board with your sentiment that all women are beautiful i love seeing variety in women different hairstyles different shades different vibes you know you have the really sexy women and really beautiful women and you know kind of cute and quirky They're just we come in all different shapes and sizes and varieties and I think it's amazing challenges for me personally are giving myself the same level of grace and like seeing myself the same way that I see all the people around me I want to kind of go back to what you said about women are supposed to be beautiful and I want you to unpack that a little bit well in the same way that I think there are a lot of ideas put on men about what they're supposed to be you know they're supposed to be strong and they're supposed to be providers and right like the we the are supposed or the yeah women are supposed to be beautiful about women is that they're supposed to be beautiful. if nothing else you are supposed to be beautiful it uh-huh. is it is what you it's are an supposed expectation. to be absolutely and so you know if you do something that is deemed to be unattractive maybe that's not shaving or you know yeah. whatever that's like take care of yourself you're a lady or it's it is you know whereas men aren't necessarily judged in that way we are judged in so many different ways solely on how we look and I think that's one of the reasons why we struggle with this topic so much is because there is an expectation and an understanding and in a lot of ways there's not a room for you there's not room for you to be different and so if you're not shaving if you aren't wearing your hair a certain way or if you're over a certain weight like that's when you become that's when the beauty starts to diminish and um I think that's so hard for people to have the like you have this understanding of what it is to be beautiful based on just like your family and yourself and your innate understanding of what that means to be beautiful and then you have like everyone else's understanding and their ideas and like meshing that all together I think it's wonderful when women just kind of like step away from all of that and they have the strength to I don't always have the strength to just walk in my own lane and just be myself it's hard because in a lot of ways we are preconditioned too even though we're getting better with this where it's you want to attract men and you want to be chosen and you want to, you know, have someone. So in so many ways, there's beauty and there's body image. But in that is and when you accomplish X, Y and Z, then you will attract someone who will choose you and who will kind of validate you. Um, right. And just imagine that, being the woman who that hasn't happened for yet. Yet you've done all these things. Yeah. According to whatever invisible book there is out there that we all kind of abide by i'm i'm distinctly aware that although we think women are so beautiful and we can find the beauty in the way they walk and the way they wear their hair and the way they 
they look in general that there there's this like level this bar this expectation that um men have i guess for sure um and so what we consider to be beautiful sometimes gets overlooked i think and it's yeah. not it just isn't it doesn't carry the same weight um and that's hard i think that's hard it is hard it's and it's so ingrained in us as women that i think it's really important and one of the things i know we want to do on this episode is just unpack that for ourselves and what does that mean like what does beauty mean to me and you know what is the relationship i have with myself and my body and my self image and my perception of beauty and is that because of me or is that because i've taken on ideas from other people mm-hmm. and put them onto myself you know yeah am i trying to live up to a certain standard sure and why am i doing that and how important is that in relation to this like how i feel about myself and my happiness and how i define beauty for myself i think it takes a very strong person to see the standards set by society, um, by men, by other women, and just say, I'm going to just wear my hair. Like, like I'm going to shave my head. I don't care what you think. Yeah. And I'm going to be beautiful while doing it. Even if most guys don't find it attractive, I'm not going to spend my time thinking about that. I'm just going to live my life like that. That means a lot. In my skin. And yeah. In my and way. I, yeah. I find that beautiful. I find that strength beautiful and inspiring because you've just this you've just stepped away from the game. Like you're like, I'm not gonna play this. You get off the hamster wheel. Exactly. You're <laughs> doing your own thing. It's something to be proud of. Let's start a movement. Tell us about yourself and your body image journey. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So my name is Damaris Chambers. I consider myself to be an artist. I am an activist and an athlete. I'd like to merge the three things and use them to empower women. Body image and beauty has been a theme that has just flowed through my life ever since I was young. My body image is something that I have struggled with for most of my life, basically. I was raised in a very close family, tight-knit family, and as a young girl, I was extremely shy. On the other hand, I have an older brother who was the complete opposite of me. He life was of the party? The life of the party. Yeah. He was a certified genius. Like he has a piece of paper that says that he is a genius. <laughs> yeah. And it's really hard to talk. It's, you know, <laughs> so basically I see lived, where you felt pressure. I lived in his shadow. The one thing that I always got as a little girl was, oh my gosh, you're so pretty. You're such a pretty little girl. And so to me, that was like, okay, that's my thing, I guess. My thing is being pretty. My thing is being beautiful. And this is something that I have to work hard at and and become. And so basically from then on out, I pretty much made it my mission to be the pretty girl and to be beautiful. And so... I was raised in 
a predominantly white neighborhood. I grew up in a white neighborhood. I went to white schools. I went to white churches. And so that was my only reference point for beauty was this European standard. And so, you know, turn on TV because I went to white schools, I would turn on MTV instead of like BET. I was into Britney Spears instead of Brandy. And so I had all of these ideas that beauty was thin, long, flowy hair, and just not me at all. It was very hard. I was a tomboy. My reference point was these tall, thin, beautiful white women. And so I pretty much made it my goal to get rid of all of the muscle that I had on my body and make sure that I was as skinny as I could be because that's what beautiful was. And that pretty much led to me struggling for for years with eating disorders and over-exercising and obsessing about my body, obsessing about my hair. I hated my hair. I hated that I didn't have long hair like the girls in my school. And I learned this later on in life because I noticed that every time I started to feel anxious about something, I would start beating up on my body and I would start deciding, okay, this is what I need to change about my body. And I ended up having to be hospitalized at an eating disorder unit. And um, so I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. And one of the top eating disorder units um, is Shepherd Pratt. And so I did a summer in Shepherd Pratt. It was called a partial hospitalization program because I wasn't deemed sick enough, air quotes, to be um, inpatient. So Mm -hmm. what I would go is I would go during the day and I would stay there all day and then I would come home. I would have all of my meals at the hospital. I would go through art therapy and um, group therapy and then one-on-one counseling. And then I would come home, have a snack at night, go to bed, wake up, and then come right back to the hospital. And I would have to get weighed every morning they watched you as you went to the bathroom you had no privacy because when you have an eating disorder you can't be trusted like you you're a liar (laughs) and you lie about everything in order to protect your disorder because you feel like it's your thing like this is my thing this is who i am this is this is the only thing that i have um because and when you say that you're a liar like what does that look like so basically okay so your mom might ask you Okay, uh, Drea, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Mm. You know that you didn't eat breakfast and you went out for a three-mile run and didn't have breakfast. And you say, oh, I had oatmeal. I had Mm. a banana. Um, And it was to the point where they would have to watch you as you went to the bathroom because there would be girls that would hide food in, you know, their shirts. And then they would push it out into the toilet. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and of course there were girls there that had bulimia and so they needed to make sure that they Mm -hmm. wouldn't purge Mm -hmm. and, um, at mealtime, at the end of mealtime, they literally flipped all of your plates and looked through all of your napkins to make sure you weren't hiding food. And if they found out that you were hiding food or that you didn't finish your food, they would give you an insure, um, one of those like boost and insurers i drink a boost for breakfast and insure for for dessert dessert. and Mm -hmm. literally that's what we did in the hospital um especially if you were at a weight that was too too low so i was there for the summer i spent my birthday there and 
it was helpful uh, because through that, uh, my dad got a wake up call. So my dad was present in the home physically, but he wasn't there emotionally for any of us because he came from the era of I'm a provider. This is how I show my love to you is I provide Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. And I get that now as an adult and I love him so much for it and I appreciate it. But as a kid, it was like, but you weren't there. Like I needed someone to hug me. I needed a man to tell me that I was beautiful and that I was enough and that I mattered. And you didn't do any of those things. And so I think another reason why I wanted to be beautiful and for a man to come and save me was because I was looking and craving that love from my dad Mm. and I didn't have that. Mm. And so while I was hospitalized, my dad, he came and picked me up one night and he told me that he was listening to the radio and on the radio, uh, it was a, I guess it was a segment where they were talking about girls with eating disorders usually have a strained relationship with their fathers and Mm. that's when he it was like a light bulb moment for him and he realized because my mom was always like take Damaris out on dates like take her out take her to the movies take her to the park do things with her but he was tired and he didn't want to he didn't want to like hang out with a kid after he had worked you know a 60 hour week um but he realized it from that segment like he said to me he's like I think this is my fault like I think you're here because I wasn't there for you and that was the first time my dad had ever been that transparent with me and that vulnerable with me that's incredible and it was it was like a a step for us it was a step for us and I ended up making it out of the hospital and graduating from high school and then going to college A lot of people say that you don't ever really recover from an eating disorder. You just kind of learn how to manage it. So after I got out of the hospital, I still struggled. Like I still, I decided to become a vegan because I I didn't want to eat certain foods because I thought certain foods would make me fat. And Mm -hmm. so I had all of these, these lying tendencies because I would tell people, oh, I just want to be healthy. This is just a lifestyle change for me. But no, it was because I didn't want to get fat. I didn't want to gain weight because in my mind, fat equated to ugly. And after a devastating heartbreak, it was like a wake up call. And this literally was about two years ago that I pretty much woke up from this long nightmare after this guy literally shattered my heart, I was like, who am I? I'm, I don't know who I am. All I know is how to try to be skinny. All I know is how to put on a mask for everybody else. But I don't know who I am, who I want to be, or what I want to do with my life. And so... I made it my mission to get to know myself. And I have taken the past two years to to get to know who I am, to uncover my gifts, to uncover my talent, to to truly choose the life that I want to live. That has been the most freeing experience and freeing decision I've ever made in my life. Uh, I've confronted my dad 
we've had screaming matches um and I don't, I don't even want to say matches because it literally was me just screaming and crying and yelling and letting everything out that I had held on, held captive for years. And my parents just sitting there and just letting me let it out because I also was a person that stuffed everything mm. because my family life was so chaotic. I decided that I was going to be the perfect child. I was going to be the one that, you know, got on the honor roll, graduated from college with honors. I would do everything my parents told me to do because I didn't want to ruffle any more feathers. Um, My brother ended up uh, being in jail for most of my uh, high school years. And so I I decided that I was going to be perfect. That put a lot on me too. And that also translated into me being perfect. I needed my body to be perfect. But I got to a place where I was able to let it all out. I was able to sh- tell my parents, like, this is this is what I have felt. This is how I have felt. And this is how it's impacted me throughout my life. And I, I love my family so much because they are like, we can take it yell at us scream at us we're christians and they're like cuss at us if you need to we can take it we want you to get better because they knew that i was hurting and i had been hurting for years Mm. i was able to confront them i've done a lot of journaling i've done a lot of introspection self-discovery and through all of that is where i've come to how I've come to a place where I am now of healing a lot of wounds, building up my toolbox, and now I want to help others heal their wounds. Because a lot of times our body image issues, they really have nothing to do with wanting to be beautiful. A lot of them have to do with these deep-rooted beliefs and ideas and issues that we have in our life that just kind of translate to this wanting to be this ideal because we think that that's what's going to help and fix what's going on inside of us. That's that's what I came to to realize through my own journey and so now I I make it a point in you know my activism to to speak on those things because I think we need to get to the root of our issues in order to heal the things that are going on in the surface. I love that you shared all of that with us. Thank you so much. It was a lot. I'm so sorry. No, it was very vulnerable and there's no way. I think what's so interesting about Damaris's story is all of the different ways that she took on outside influences and, um, you know, different people's opinions of what beauty is and what a woman looks like and body image and all this stuff and kind of made it her own and, and really forced those things onto herself. It's kind of like a square peg fitting in a round hole, right? And I think we all do that to ourselves. It's very interesting how our ideas of the perception of beauty aren't necessarily our reality or true for us. But we try to do it being like other people and the damage that comes from that. 
I definitely think comparison really, really hinders us in self-acceptance because, I mean, our eyes only see outward, right? And so we are clearly bombarded with images of what it is to be beautiful, what it is to be sexy, what it is to be desirable and attractive. And it's just natural to kind of compare yourself to, okay, well, if this is the standard of beauty, then what is it that I'm doing? Am I, do I, how do I measure up? And I think that's something that it's, it's very simple. I mean, it's very easy to fall victim to that. And you really have to have strong influences other than, you know, what you see in magazines, what you hear from your friends or even your family members. At the same time, sometimes what you hear from your family members can be so you know detrimental oh my god and so it's just like there are influences everywhere everywhere where do you go so that you can find the strength to develop your own idea of beauty and maintain that without being told that you're only beautiful if you're a certain shade of brown that's right you're only beautiful if you're a size you're between this size and this size like where does one go and maybe that's just our journey that's just what we have to do as women um, but I, I, I'm really happy that there are so many variations and that women are becoming more vocal and, and more present in how they are perceived and just saying, well, no, I'm not going to be looked at. I'm not going to yeah. be and <laughs> I'm not an object for you to desire. You're yeah. not going to break me down to a pair of legs and a nice ass. Um, and I'm going to act beautiful even if I don't always feel like it. Absolutely. I'm going to find what makes me me. And I don't know. There's something to be said about just learning to disregard those outside influences. Totally. And that's really hard to do, you know, in your, especially in those, uh, in those like tween teenage years when you're trying to figure out who you are. You're trying to figure it out. Anyways. And, you know, maybe sometimes it is not as simple as, but you're trying on different things to kind of see what works. That's also true. Yeah. People go through all kinds of uh, phases. They go through phases. Mm -hmm. And I remember one of my good friends went through a gothic phase and went through like different phases. Mm -hmm. And I kind of went through a very preppy phase. And it happens until you kind of settle into the skin you're in. But making sure that we're always being authentic in our journey and whatever it is that makes us feel you know our best that's the stuff that we're doing because you know you listen to Damaris and she's like listen I'm trying to be a skinny model white girl that's that's a really tough Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's tough right that's the standard of beauty She's beautiful in her own right, but especially she's when you're definitely compared, not white. But so she's it's not like white. You're already <laughs> so starting <laughs> from zero. You know? Yeah. You're so at a deficit when you begin. I think you know we are in a beautiful time, and I really do feel optimistic in a lot of ways, where we're seeing a lot more diversity, a lot more inclusion, mm-hmm. lots more of different everything. There's just something about seeing yourself reflected back at you, and just the power of images is just truly transform transformative because just thinking about like Lupita with her beautiful dark skin or Viola Davis who isn't traditionally beautiful but whose smile is incredible you know and there are just so many things you you see people 
who wouldn't normally be considered beautiful because of the darkness of their skin or even because of like Viola is like a very strong like she's got yeah. like body like she's a strong woman even Serena Williams also like Serena. a strong woman and people can Issa Rae and Issa Rae like these are women that a lot of people black white are, are indifferent like they don't look at them as beautiful because of their skin tone first and then there are other things um but it's something amazing when you can see that and be like, oh, you know what? That like I'm okay, you know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Being a being a darker skinned woman and having like a skin tone that a lot of people actually don't think is beautiful. It's so crazy. Yeah, I actually actually really love my skin tone, which is really. I was funny. gonna say. Yeah, I have no problems with it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, side that's yeah. a major side note. But it's, oh, sorry, what I was saying was just that seeing yourself in media, seeing yourself reflected absolutely. back at you, that's, that's incredibly important. I totally agree. I believe that our body communicates its needs to us, but we've become so disconnected from our bodies because of, you know, whatever media is telling us that we should be instead of listening to what our bodies is saying that it wants to be. And so I look at self-love and body love in terms of, say you were in a relationship with someone and you love them you you may not like how they look all the time you know their breath might stink in the morning you know they may get a goofy haircut that their barber just really butchered but you love them and love is a choice love is an action love is a sacrifice and love when you love someone you sacrifice what you want and what you think for what best serves that person. And so I think of loving your body in terms of, I may not look in the mirror and say, girl, you look bad today. Like I may not do that. I may not be like, oh my gosh, you're so pretty. I love my hair. I love my eyes. But when your body says it's hungry, you feed it. When your body says it's tired, you give it a rest because that's what you would do for someone you love. When they're telling you, I'm hungry, you want to cook for them. You want to feed them. When they're telling you, I'm really tired today. I had a long day. You're not going to make them get up and take a hike with you. You're going to be like, "Okay, no problem. You rest. I'll go take the hike. And so I think of loving your body in terms of how you would love your friend or your partner and accepting is you accepting is also like looking in the mirror and saying okay this is where I'm at today I'm gonna still choose to take care of it I'm gonna still choose to love it and accepting is you really have to work at it and you have to work turning off the negative thoughts because the negative thoughts are going to fly at you like that's that's a given it's it's just what our brains do because we have programmed them over the years if if we're if we have talked negative to ourselves over the years we programmed our brains 
to bring up these negative thoughts about ourselves. Mm -hmm. But we have to reprogram them. And so when you look in the mirror and you might see something that you don't like, immediately a negative thought is going to come. But you got to you got to grab it and you got to say, nope, not today. Okay, I choose to accept what I see and I'm going to choose to take care of it no matter what. And it takes work. It's self love and self body acceptance, body love. It takes work and it takes work to love someone. It takes work to make a relationship work. And it's going to take work to make your relationship with your body work as well. Good. <laughs> I love your perspective on that. Thanks. I think that's really dope. Uh, do you think there's anything, well, what do you do? Hmm. Like a very practical way that you might say, um, like, I don't want to fall into negative thinking. Yeah. Like, I don't want to you know yeah speak this way by myself or think these things about myself like how do you handle that so I'm a very introspective person I kind of take myself through these thought pattern uh journeys Mm -hmm. and so say for instance I look in the mirror and I'm bloated that morning because the night before, you know, I may have had a whole pizza to myself, which I do. Right. It's okay. Because it's good. It's good for <laughs> you. Okay. Protein. <laughs> so I'm bloated. And I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh my God, my stomach is so fat. And then I stop myself and I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. The way that I just said that to myself is negative. Fat in a vacuum is not a negative thing fat is just adipose tissue on your body (laughs) literally that is what fat is fat is only a negative thing because of what we have attached to fat and so when I look in the mirror and I'm like oh my gosh I'm so fat I think about okay what have I attached to fat and I've attached that I'm ugly to fat Okay, what have I attached to ugly? Why does being ugly make me feel a kind of way? So then I think about, okay, if I'm ugly, therefore I'm not lovable. So the issue isn't me being bloated. The issue is that I'm feeling unlovable in that moment. Mm -hmm. So then I deal with that. I don't deal with the bloating. I don't deal with feeling fat. I deal with the fact that I feel unlovable right there. And so I start doing things, I choose to do things that speak to myself that I am lovable, that communicates to me, my soul, my mind, and my body that I am lovable. So I do things that I enjoy. Hmm. Uh, I love going to the gym, not to burn off fat, not to sweat out the bloating, but because I love lifting heavy weights. So I'm going to get up and even though I feel like I'm busting through my cute out uh, workout outfit, I'm still going to go to the gym and I'm still going to lift heavy weights because this is what I love to do. Then I'm going to come home and I'm going to make myself a cup of coffee. I'm going to drink my cup of coffee. I'm going to eat a really good breakfast because I love food that tastes good. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to sit and I'm going to binge watch something on Netflix because this is what I like to do. So that's what I do. I go through this thought journey of, 
okay, what is attached to this? What is attached to that? And I get to the root of how I'm truly feeling because feeling fat is not, that's not a thing. You can't feel fat. You feel something else. Mm, that's a, that's a that's really good right there. That's really good. <laughs> that's a really, it's true. yeah, that is so true. It's true. I mean, though, sometimes I do feel fat, like after a whole pizza. Do you know what I mean? But then you're not because you feel full. You feel well, full. Oh, That's okay. what that feeling is. That what it is? is? You know, I was like, well, wait a minute, though, because I know I know that I've overeaten a few times. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, that was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really good. Um, do you have a question, D? I'm really kind of engrossed in the story. I know. So I, know. I what I, I want to go back to. You said activism, and I made a note to make sure I went back to saying. Mm something about your activism Mm -hmm. and so mirror musings was just like one clue you're also a very fit person yeah um and so and i hear now and i know this about you that you lift weights but you were afraid to at some point oh yeah so i I love that that kind of came full circle and you're like super strong Mm -hmm. um tell me about the activism piece and how you are sharing like your message first i want to touch on how i got to the point of being fit and lifting weights because that was something that i was so so against Mm -hmm. um because i think this is important um i decided when i started my whole self-discovery journey i decided to take a look at my body honestly and truthfully and i decided that I wasn't going to try to change my body into something that it would never be. But instead, I was going to enhance the kind of body that I had. I was going to accept the body that I had and make it be the best my body that it can be. Yeah. And so that's why I decided that I was going to start lifting weights again because I knew I was an athlete. Mm -hmm. I knew that I loved running around I loved you know as a kid I would play tackle football with the boys like I would race bikes with the boys I would play basketball with the boys and so I knew that that was me and so I decided that I was going to just start lifting weights and I fell completely in love with bodybuilding and powerlifting and that is one of the things that what I'm when I'm doing it, I feel like I am the most beautiful girl in the entire gym is when I am deadlifting <laughs> 250 pounds. Yeah, the <laughs> entire gym. I'm like, yo, y'all can't touch me. <laughs> and so um, that that actually that actually led into my activism because I started speaking on accepting the body type that you have, that you've been naturally given. And I would share a lot on my Instagram page, my personal page, about how I struggled with my calf muscles. And, you know, I got called manly. With my activism, I like to post pictures of my body on my personal page to show women that, hey, I have struggled so much with my body. I have wrestled this thing. I have treated it like it was trash. I have beat it down so many years. 
but I'm stepping out now and I am presenting my body the way that it is and I'm learning to love it. And I'm very honest. I'm very transparent about, you know, my struggles. Even to this day, I still struggle, but I share it. And I actually had a friend message me and she was like, where do I start? Like, how do I start loving my body? And I just shared my story with her. And, you know, I in the moments when I feel the worst about my body is when I get inspired to post something about it. I'm sitting down and I look down and I see rolls. I'm snapping a picture and I'm posting on it to Instagram and I'm sharing how I'm feeling in this moment, but how I am building myself up from how I'm feeling. So that's that's what I do. Uh, I like to post honest, transparent, authentic pictures of my body to help inspire other women to share about them, about their bodies. And so I wanted to create an account where a woman could pull up my page and see someone that looked like her, someone that had cellulite, someone that has stretch marks because they had a beautiful baby, a woman breastfeeding while she's sitting on the toilet because that's real life, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> I want little girls to be able to see uh, different body types so that they can grow up and and believe that whatever body they have, it's okay because there's so many bodies out there. That way of thinking can be so challenging because not yeah. only is it the images that you see every day, it's just like those things are perpetuated in like your relationship with your oh mother goodness, yes. and your father yeah. and your friends mm-hmm. and like it's all sort of repeated. So this whole idea of just body positive um, language and thoughts and activity is I think a new thing because I think Mm -hmm. that we the body being body positive is great like if you're thin and you look good. Oh, yeah. It's have, called like, thin privilege. Like, is that what it's called? Privilege. There's thin there's privilege. There's thin privilege. Absolutely. Or, or for some women, it's like if you're thick. Mm. Um, I think out here, it tends to be a little bit like the hourglass shape, mm-hmm. right? The waist it, trainer and then I think in other places, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's thicker. I was going to say, I think it varies. I just think it yeah. varies on like geographic location, mm. where you are, like different parts of the country. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um it's interesting like as I was as you were talking I was just thinking about my journey um and I was trying to think back to a time where I was like oh my god I love my body I'm so happy with my body and I don't know that there ever was a time Mm -hmm. um everything was like retroactive so it's like now I look back at pictures and I'm like ugh amazing but I don't ever remember you know what I mean Mm -hmm. in the moment being like oh my god this is my body it's great the way it is i love that you choose social media as your platform i mean it is the easiest thing is fast Mm -hmm. and it is something that we see every day so guys if you we've said it a number of times but you should follow mirror underscore musings um yes but also what you guys have been saying is just like yeah we have a lot of work to do we have a lot of work to do um we should challenge each other to do that work not only with just the the images but just with how we're speaking Mm. about one like you said start with yourself Mm -hmm. how you speak to yourself um how you speak about other women because there are times when we reduce women to their body shapes 
and their body parts. Um, Even being in like an educated woman or a woman who understands the power of body positivity, even understands the power of influence. Mm -hmm. If you're if we're going to be committed to actually being someone who 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 um, cares about body positivity and wanting our younger generation to to grow up in a place where they feel loved and accepted, then we have to speak words like that. Mm. You know, we have to put that out into the atmosphere. So I know you had a challenge in mind mm. that mm-hmm. you wanted people to try. Yeah. And so I, I like it. I think it's great. So please explain it. So I really feel strongly about redefining beauty for yourself personally. And so within this challenge, I I challenge <laughs> all of you to really do some some self-inventory and think about the moments and the times or the things that you're doing that make you feel the most beautiful. And Take a picture of that. Take a picture of whatever it is that you're doing. Or maybe you're going out for the night and you're all made up and you think you, you know, you look beautiful. You feel beautiful. Take a picture of it and I want you to hashtag it with D, D, spin the bottle. And we are going to uh Look at your pictures and compile them all and make a pretty awesome post. Yeah, we but we want to see we want to see you all celebrating your beauty and however it is that you define it for yourself. I think that is a powerful, powerful step, um, not only to just show the world, but to show yourself that you you are deserving like you're worthy. And so for me, for instance, I'm probably going to take a picture of me deadlifting because <laughs> I'm bad. Oh, God, I, I don't know this. what my picture is going to be. <laughs> That's great. I yeah. love that. So I guess that means you and I have a challenge, Drea. I'm ready to, to think about this. It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. What, um, what I love about this challenge is that it takes the conversation all away from appearance, even though it can be, not saying that it we're not yeah. doing that. And if you do feel beautiful, like... You know, putting on your makeup and doing your highlighting, your contours, that's totally great and fine. But I also like, like Damar said earlier, just like what you, when do you feel most beautiful with certain activities that you're doing? Or like if you're sitting with your kids, like it's just like what makes you feel the most lovely? I'm very excited to see what happens with this challenge. Me I'm excited too. to see the deadlifting. Yeah. I'm excited to see the breastfeeding, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yes, let's get some <laughs> breastfeeding pictures. Oh my God. Thank you, you so much coming. for coming on the show. You yeah. really blessed my life. This it was, was awesome. an honor. Thank you this so much awesome. for having me. <laughs> like I was so excited. Y'all don't know. Yeah. I'm such a fan. <laughs> good talk. Good talk. Good talk. Good talk. You guys are great. Good times. Good times. <laughs> So listeners, tell us, how healthy is your relationship with yourself? What areas of beauty and body image are you learning to embrace? Yeah, you can connect with us on our Facebook page, Spin the Bottle Podcast, or on Instagram, DD Spin the Bottle. Okay, guys, it's time for another spin. Okay, real quick. Currently crushing. This is the stuff that we really like, and we need you to know what we really like, because that's what we want to do. <laughs> I feel a way. 
because we like to talk about people and their shenanigans. Black cinema, because as I always like to say, Viola Davis. Yes. <laughs> Unsolicited relationship advice, because we didn't ask you, and the advice also was not good. <laughs> so please stop. But it's cool. Whatever. Say what? Which you already did, so we have to take it off the wheel. Bye. We don't really want to talk about Ben Carson anymore anyway. No, I'm over him. <laughs> We're done. And enough already. The things that had a good run, but quite frankly, we're just over it. Like so. Ben Carson. Right. Right. Also, we're done. So I guess we have two things that are off the <laughs> <laughs> So in this second part of the segment, we usually have our guest answer. So I'm really excited to say, Damaris, can you spin the bottle? I think I can. Yay! <laughs> Classic tried and true. <laughs> black cinema. We've landed on black cinema, guys. Yay, it's my favorite. Black cinema. Ooh, yeah. That's really good. Black cinema. I don't know. I felt it. I felt it. I felt something. Tell us what is tickling your fancy okay, in the black so, cinema. This isn't the silver screen, but it's like the iPhone screen right now. Oh, okay. Um, I'll accept it. Maybe. We'll, we'll judge after you. Okay. <laughs> so YouTube, Issa Rae, there is a series that um, has blessed my entire soul by the name of Giants. I've that been I'm, hearing about, about this. Giants. You know, you guys got to watch it. Um, it's powerful. Like the emotional roller coasters I've been on watching this show, um, I literally have felt like I needed to like go and journal uh, after each episode because it touches on so many real issues that we have um, as people, not even just black people, but as people who are chasing our dreams and who are wanting to live lives that are countercultural and I don't want to say too much about it because I don't want to give it away but it is so worth your time it's so that there's six episodes the season finale just uh happened last week and they're I think they're raising money now for season two which I'm definitely going to donate because I need to see what happens but it's so well done. It's beautifully shot. It's um, the acting is is fantastic, and the content is so real. It hits home. There are some cringeworthy moments, but it's just because like you feel what the characters are feeling, and I love that. It's yeah, it's so relatable, and it really it also challenges you. It challenges you challenges you to think about your life, to think about. What are the giants that you're facing in your life right now? And how are you dealing with them? Are you letting them crush you or are you facing them head on? Okay. Well, so, I, mean, I feel me. like, right. why so, haven't I watched it? So, I've been meaning to get to it. It's great. So I kind of want to count Get Out as black cinema. Hell yeah. Of but course. I haven't seen it yet. Have you seen it? I have not. You have not seen it? So maybe we should go. We I've already together. posted. Yeah. We should go see it together. Yes. Um, because I can't like not read another article because of the spoiler alerts, right? right? I exactly. just need to know. But I was like, ooh, does this count as black cinema? And Danielle, you said definitely. Ab yes, I saw it the opening night. I went you with ready. Ashley. You were ready. I went with Ashley, Brandon, and Don. And okay. 
I was in there like, oh, okay. I love those two. I'm ready to talk about it because dun, 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 what? we have a 2017 submission for Black Cinema. What that gets the Black Cinema title. Get out. Remember how we were talking about how there are no new ones and I'm always like struggling oh. to find new new submissions for oh. my coveted black oh. cinema moniker. You feel like it counts. Get out. But what what are the tenets of black cinema again? Uh basically it's just what I deem okay. to be That's what I thought. Black cinema excellence. I just wanted to that's what I thought. I was just <laughs> that's what I thought. fine. <laughs> when we say black cinema, it is not just like it's it's kind of a very coveted title it's uh, prestigious hey listeners we really want to hear from you guys so if you have any categories or topics that you feel you would like to have discussed please let us know because we know we are not the only ones out here with very strong opinions it's time for me to use that voice again <laughs> you ready Drea? yep Recent revelations. It never gets old <laughs> because I it's love recent. It. Oh, oh, I see what you did there. What has been a revelation of yours this week? I don't know. Why don't you go first? You know, I have been thinking about it, and I don't know that I've had like. It's only Monday. Right. <laughs> you should know it's Monday because I was like. <laughs> What has been revealed to me as of today? <laughs> the past 12 hours. But, you know, over the past week or so, you've been thinking and things are new. Okay, this is going to sound, this is going to sound very um, like, well, duh, everybody knows this. But I just really need to give a shout out to parents, mm. like to people who All are right. raising tiny humans. Mm. And I'm going to tell you why. I took my nephew and my goddaughter and my friend's um, nephew to the aquarium on Saturday. So we had a three-year-old, a two-year-old, and a one-year-old. We went to the aquarium. Ooh, fun times. And it was amazing and fun and so many things. But when I tell you one and a half days of having (laughs) kids, and I was like, I went to bed. When I tell you I went to bed at (laughs) 8.15, I was like, I can't and I must sleep. Like, I was exhausted. (laughs) It is so much taking care of children. And it's like, I knew that, but I didn't know that. And every time I babysit, and especially when you have multiples, I don't know how you do it. I had five adults with me, and it took all five of us. Just to make sure these, to to have them have their experience, Mm -hmm. to make sure that they were seeing the fish. We let them out of their strollers, two of them, and everybody went running in the in a different direction. <laughs> Somebody had to hold the purses. There was stroller patrol. Oh it was a God. whole... I was like, I don't... It was amazing, and I love it, and I love being... But I just was like, yo, parents are out here doing the work, and <laughs> it is so much. <laughs> and that is sit, from my tired I, I saw those auntie and God mommy. I was like, I know yeah. she didn't try to take these three kids. To the aquarium alone, so that's nice. Oh that no, you honey, had help. no, yeah. I had no, but all of I us. was impressed with you though. I was really, I was like, well, go ahead, Danielle. I, you know, I'm big on educational excursions, and I love, but it is, it is more than a notion, y'all. It's life changing mm-hmm. having babies, and my friend's mom was there, and she's like, when are you gonna have babies? And I was like, ma'am, do you not see what's happening today <laughs> at this aquarium? Have you not been also, present? Also, like, don't you feel like there's other steps? to just having babies like you just don't just have them you know what i mean 
Like you get it. I'm getting somebody to be so for somebody to ask me when you're gonna start having babies. <sighs> it's the same as like, like when people start asking you, you when like, are you gonna get married? When are you gonna get married? And it's like who are you dating I, right actually, now? Actually, I was thinking like in two weeks would be a good time. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, I told her, and this is no judgment on any woman who makes a choice because some women want to have children and they will have children independently and raise children by themselves and make that choice i'm gonna need a husband i'm gonna need a partner we're gonna need to double team and tag because team this thing honey honey my mom is a superhero i don't know how i don't know how and this is all after i think it's just Aquarian that they have to have too. such an extreme love for you that they get these like super capabilities like they just has to because i <laughs> like have they power a hard up. time taking care of myself <laughs> like, i've been <laughs> trying not to sleep on the couch for like a week and it's been a challenge i like, just how question I my take? mothering ability i do i was yeah, like oh. yeah and i adore when i tell you my nephew jj like i adore him mm-hmm. i just it, i couldn't and Monroe, Moni Rose, like all of these babies. I have so many babies in my life that I'm just like, you are just the sunshine in my day. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like, you are responsible for everything. Like you have to keep them alive, but then you also have to develop them into like a decent person. Yes. Because That's if you're not lot. just sitting them in front of like TV and saying, watch a movie, right? right? right. So we're doing educational Mm-mm. things and we're doing counting yeah, games. You gotta read to them. And you gotta we're reading. You gotta interact. We're interacting. And he was sleeping in my bed. Of course, he slept with me because he had spent the night Mm -hmm. the night before. And he was fine. But every time he moved, I was awake. I was like, he coughed and I was up. I was just like, what's Uh, happening? And I literally, I was thinking like, you have a kid and you never sleep again. You never sleep the same (laughs) way again. That seems like a big sacrifice. But it, but then you have a tiny, amazing human. I know, you know? that loves so. you. And just shout out to the per, to the parentals. Shout out to the parentals. You guys are the real MVPs. Y'all better do of the it. earth. Because I'm not ready to. <laughs> do it because do I'm enjoying it. my life. I think maybe right now. <laughs> you never are totally ready. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you can you be are. as That's kind of everybody prepared says. as. I had a friend who was like, she really, really, really wanted a baby. And then afterwards, like, she loves, loves, loves her daughter. But then she was like, think about it. (laughs) Yes. Because your life changes. (laughs) But she was missed. I got to try to have sex this way. And then I got to. And then we're having. Yeah. She had all these plans and stuff. And Mm. she was just think about it. Because your life changes. So. Yeah. And ladies, let's just be honest. I don't have time to be vacillating about this, to be honest. I really don't. And I'm still out here like, oh, always say, I don't know, I'm ready. Halle Berry. Biology is real, okay? I'm not speaking against anything. I also agree with that. I also agree with that Biology is real. Uh, But we're also very advanced scientifically. I'm not. It's also hella expensive. (laughs) And this is going to the extreme. your eggs is for rich people. Yeah. This is going to the extreme. Unless you're Jane the Virgin. Oh my god! I just started watching Jane the Virgin, and I'm Me totally too. addicted. Me too. I'm so it's happy so about good. it. That was it's my so currently good. crushing topic. Actually, uh, I am in the vor- the vortex of Jane. Yes. The Virgin. Yeah. Did you watch? I finished the, first, finished episode the first episode, and I started the second one. It's so I I'm so I excited. knew that the telenovela guy was going to be her dad. You oh, did. Rogelio is but my it's favorite. Fully, it's fully in like season three or. four. Four, three. So. Oh, okay. Y'all, yeah. y'all should have seen it. By yeah. Now. So, <laughs> sorry about that spoiler, but 
whatever. It's amazing. <gasps> I was like, oh, and he's like my favorite character. Relio? Yes. He's I my love. favorite too. And I love that he was honored at the Impact Awards. Oh, I was like was. super excited. I was like, Rogelio, even though his name is like Jamie or Jamie. <laughs> Jaime, he has like a real name and a real life and it's like a real career besides being writing. the regent, but Such great writing, it's really such good. good. It oh, yeah. It's just great. You got I, like, I have a serious crush on Gina Rodriguez. Like I just love her. She's gorgeous. She's fantastic. She's gorgeous. Yes. I have a lady crush on her as well. Yeah. I think she's the funny. crush is mutual between the three of us. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. We can, we share. can share. Yeah. Sharing is caring. We can share. <laughs> So my recent revelation is what have I been thinking about for a week besides myself? Because I have that privilege because I don't have kids. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> one thing that I realized that I'm so excited to um, have like a triple A um, representative in my own home. <laughs> it's just so nice to not have to change your own tire. Okay, there it is. Uh, I was like, I was waiting for it. Like, I don't understand. Uh, it's just so nice to like turn the corner and you know pu- puncture your tire and then not have to get out and change the tire yourself or to call someone. But you know, just to have your your representative mm-hmm. just like get out there and start twisting things like a good neighbor. Jared, was, Jared was there. Yeah. Jared was there. He's always there, man. That that you know. I went guy. to that picture, and that I guy. swear, this is what happens with me when I see men, <laughs> like men doing menly things. <laughs> menly. These are menly. Always, always what in my mind. What are menly things? Uh, changing tires on the changing side of the tires. road. With Listen, bike. I don't know if you could tell from the angle, but I was definitely in the car taking. This <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> you were. I saw that. Did you I notice like, that? So she didn't get so okay. I didn't get out of the car. I was you didn't get out of the car, babe. You need you good. You got you good. good. You got it. Yeah. When I see Look men up. like <laughs> changing up. tires, um, hanging things that are very tall, you know, <laughs> it just um, does something. Changing to you. oil. Mm. I have my my good friend. You know, he just takes such good care of me, Jody. I love you. He notices things like he'll be like, oh. I'm here and um, your refrigerator light bulb was out, and so I got you one. I'm taking care of it. I have a light bulb in the refrigerator. What? Oh, it just stayed. He's so I have (laughs) men who take care of me, you see, and I love it. But anyways, every time this happens, it's just a lovely thing. It's a beautiful thing, but whenever you have to appreciate it, you know, I appreciate it. But I'm telling you, this literally happens every time. When I saw his picture today, this is what happens in my head that I hear every time. Yay. Ooh, yeah, every time, <laughs> like I, every time. Wait, it must be so I love wonderful it. to be you. So it's it's I just, like, <laughs> I always have a so entertaining. So I love it when I hear that song because I know a man is doing manly things. Yeah. And so when I scrolled, fantastic. I was like, "Ooh, cousin, <laughs> double tap, double tap." I'm that liking is it. Oh, beautiful. So, thank you, Jerry. <sighs> Thank you, Jared. You the best. Cousin, you go, we love boy. you. Many hats. <laughs> you got you a good man. Like a good go neighbor. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> JJ was there. <laughs> We did it. We, we did, did it. it. We, we did, did it. it. Hooray. Yay. Okay, another episode in the can, y'all. We are going to be better, amazing, affirmation, beauty, oriented, love, loving ourselves yeah. and other Pizza. women. 
and also pizza, pizza and accepting ourselves Love. in all of our Did glory. Yeah. And lift heavy and resplendent. Deadlifting. Deadlifting. I can't wait to see these pictures, y'all. Boom. We want to see what makes you guys feel let's, beautiful. Let's change the world one IG post at a time. I love that. Drea, thank you for being my co-host and creative cohort. Thank you for dealing with me. I love you always. I love you too. Um, shout out to Jared Johnson, the man, the myth, the legend. The AAA representative. Mm-hmm. Damaris Chambers. Thank you. You the best. Thank you so much. Thank You're you for so sharing welcome. your story with us. Your message, your activism. Just wonderful. I was engrossed. You're amazing. It was lovely. Aww, you thank you so amazing. much. Thanks for having me. And we'd like to thank our parents for without which we would not be here. Recent revelation. <laughs> we just we just realized it today. <laughs> God, y'all did a great job. And our fans, all of you guys, we love you. We are so excited about all the increased responses we're getting from you guys on social media there's like stuff happening there's stuff happening danielle loves when stuff happens we're reacting it's, it's awesome so <laughs> listeners you guys please the, please make, it happen. make the stuff happen please do stuff it's do all it. for you and it's all for you. <laughs> okay you guys. okay sorry it's fine <laughs> okay go go do go, go do you we would like to leave you with a lovely little parting gift so please stay tuned for just a bit more, for some quality jewels, consider it a gift from us to you. Johnson's out. out. I am capable. I am valuable. I am beautiful. You are deserving. I am more powerful than you know. I am worthy. I am stronger than I think. You are a powerful woman. I am enough. I am altogether lovely and without flaw. You are limitless. I am the future. 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 Hey, everybody. Hey. Is that all? <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Hi, guys. It's Drea. <laughs> okay, one more again. <laughs> you ready, my sweet? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs>